Well, it's wonderful to be with you again. I know that I say that every single time, but it really is. And I'm thankful that you are watching this and praying, of course, that God is blessing you. This is our Wednesday night service. And so um, in addition to studying the Word of God, I want to encourage you to pray for one another. There are people that need your prayers, people that are going through some difficult times and the COVID-19 thing, uh, we've said this from the very beginning, it gets all the attention, but uh, there are a lot of people going through a lot of other things in spite of uh, this virus. Life goes on, and so does pain and tragedy and heartache and disease and sorrow, those kind of things. So just pray for one another, check on one another, and uh, let's make sure that we are continuing our personal ministries. There uh, Cards and letters and texts and phone calls, all kinds of things you can do just to check on people, just to say hi, uh, maybe to pray together or to find out what is going on in someone's life so that you can minister to them and serve them. It's all a part of what God wants us to do. And uh, I think it's also a part of why God allows these kind of times to come into our lives. It kind of filters things out. It shows us what's important and what's not important. I think during this time we found a lot of things that we can do without that uh, previously we thought that they were just the most important things in the world. And uh, God has a way of kind of filtering these things. I heard somebody say today on a podcast I listened to that the time that they have spent with their family during the quarantine time especially has been absolutely priceless and has strengthened their family. So let's always look for the beauty that comes out of the ashes and uh, think about the clouds that do have a silver lining and let's be a part of that for the glory of God. And in that we uh, started last week in Psalm 67 and we ask the question, why should God bless us? And in Psalm 67, God gives us a reason for it. And I'm afraid that for a lot of us, we are so used to saying, <clears throat> Oh Lord, bless me and bless my family, bless my church, bless my nation, bless my business, bless my health, whatever it might be. First of all, I would uh, ask you, to take a look at uh, what you're asking when you say, Lord, bless me, and to think about that a little bit more. I think the word bless is such kind of a cliche word for us that we say that when we don't know what else to say. I've jokingly said uh, that back a long time ago, I had such a long prayer list that uh, if you were at the top of the list, you got a pretty good specific heartfelt prayer if you were down near the end when uh it you know i had to run to get to class or something like that uh you you basically just gotta bless you and uh there's nothing wrong with praying for god to bless somebody but i think we need to kind of focus on that and think about what we're saying so i would encourage you to do that not really going to answer that in this message but that's something for you to think about. The second thing I would encourage you to consider is why is it that God should bless you? Should he just bless you uh, just because you want to be blessed? Just because you're such a wonderful person or anything like that? Or does God maybe have a higher 
purpose than making us comfortable or making our life easier or making sure that everybody we care about is uh, healthy and wealthy and, and those kinds of things. So with that being said, let's read it. Psalm 67, verse 1, God be merciful to us and bless us. We looked at that last week. There's nothing wrong with praying that. It's right here in the Bible. And cause his face to shine upon us. And then it says Selah. And we're not exactly sure what that term means. But our best guess is it means to stop and to think about that. And so that's why last week we covered just that one verse. If you did not watch that video or listen to that, go back and do that. It'll make uh, this week's make a little bit more sense. And then verse 2. Now this is where you need to kind of uh, either mentally or maybe just with a, a pen circle this in your Bible. The first word of verse 2 is the word that. It's what we call a purpose clause. So the psalmist said, God bless us and make your face shine upon us. Smile on the things that we're doing. Why? Here's the purpose. That your way may be known on earth. That your way may be known on earth. How often does that enter into your mind when you say, God bless my business or bless my children or bless my finances or bless my health? How often does it enter into your mind that your way may be known on earth? And then he goes on, we'll finish verse 2, your salvation among all nations. Whenever I am praying for God to bless me, to bless my family, to bless my church, David would say it needs to have a purpose attached to it. It doesn't just need to be this, this empty thing that is hanging out there. Let's, let's put a caboose on the end of the train, maybe. Let's, let's uh, have a reason for what we are doing. And David's reason was that God's ways may be known on earth. So here's the king of Israel, and he is praying for his family. He's praying for the future of the nation. He's praying for economic well-being. He's praying for all kinds of things, military success maybe. But then he goes on, and he doesn't just say, give us that because we want it. He's not a two-year-old. He is thinking ahead like an adult with a purpose, so that your way may be known on earth and your salvation uh, will be known among the nations. When it says nations, it's talking about the Gentiles. Those pagan idolaters who don't know the Lord and uh, have no clue as to uh, what life is all about or eternity or anything like that. David said, bless me so that they will know and your ways will be known. What if... We tied that to everything we said. Oh, God, bless this food to the nourishment of our body, we might say. And what if, instead of just saying, God, bless this food, we put a purpose onto it? Oh, Lord, by feeding us, by taking care of us, would you make your way to be known on earth through us? And would you bring salvation to someone who is lost through us because we had this meal that you provided. Use the strength that you gave us, the well-being and the comfort, the health that you're giving us through our food. Use it 
to make your way known on the earth. What if we prayed for Sunday morning service? And I hope you do. Oh Lord, bless us so that your way will be known on the earth through our church gathering, through the proclamation of the word of God, through our fellowship, through our prayers, through our singing, through our giving, that your way may be known on uh, throughout the earth and that salvation will be brought to uh, those who were lost. That's what uh, David is saying here and this is why we're studying this because this is tremendous to think about this. Not just this empty, mindless, open-ended praying, but praying with a purpose. So here are some reasons when we think about why God should bless us. Let's give him reasons to bless us. Let's give him reasons to look at you and to look at me, to look at our family, to look at our church, and for God to say, I want to invest my resources and my power in them because they have purpose in what they do, even in the reasons that they want to be blessed. Well, let's talk about them. Based on verse 2, we want God to bless us And I've uh, put it like this, and I want you to think about this, that we might go upstream. You know, the world has a certain flow to it, doesn't it? And the world is moving, and there's pressure, and there's stress, and uh, all of this, the world is moving a certain way. In fact, remember, Jesus said that the world is on the broad road that leads to destruction, right? And so they are all heading one direction. We're walking on the narrow road. Now, I don't think the narrow road is a different road so much as it is walking upstream, walking against the flow, walking against the force and the course of the world as we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And as you know, if you've ever been in a large crowd, maybe... Um, at a concert or a convention or something like that. And when everybody is heading one direction toward the exits, and it's about that time you remember that you left your phone in your seat, you turn around and walk against the flow, it's a little bit uncomfortable. It's annoying to other people, and you bump and you know, you feel pressure. You kind of sometimes have to bob and weave to get through there. And that's the way life is for believers. We are walking against the flow. We're going upstream, in other words. Now, when you think about what David said, his prayer was that your way may be known on earth. Now, I want to Talk about your way. The Lord has a way, and it's not the way of the world. It's not the easy way. It is, as Jesus told us, it's a narrow way. That's the Lord's way. In the book of Isaiah, the Lord actually tells us, as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways and my thoughts above your thoughts. It's not natural for you or me or anybody on earth to know and to follow the ways of the Lord. Well, we learn them as we trust Christ and as we follow his word. We learn his ways. And now David is saying, now that I've learned your ways, I want to live and be so blessed that other people will get to know the way of the Lord. Psalm 27, 11 says, Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a level path because of my enemies. Psalm 44, 18 says, Our heart has not turned back, nor have our steps departed from your way. So we want to 
follow and walk in the way of the Lord, not reluctantly. And we don't want to do it in anger. We don't want to do it in legalism for the purpose of being better than other people or judging or putting down other people. That's not what we want to do. We want to do this because we have a love for God and a love for his way. To think that the God of heaven, the God of the universe, would reveal his way that is so much better than anything on the earth and so different than anything we would naturally do. God has set his heart on us, redeemed us through the blood and the resurrection of his own son, placed his spirit within us and put us in his kingdom. And now he is, through his word, lighting our path and being that lamp that we need to walk through this dark time, like this pandemic that we're in and, and these times of turmoil that we're in. You need a light. You need to know the way. And the way of the world is anarchy. The way of the world is destruction. But the way of the Lord is peace. And the way of the Lord is light. We need to learn that and we need to walk in, in, in love um, and do it willingly. If you think about the first and the second tables of the Ten Commandments, you remember what they are. Uh, no other gods before me. No idols or images uh, that represent God or anything like that. We're not to use his name in vain. That means no empty, casual, thoughtless use of the name of God. And we'll resist a temptation to talk about that. Uh, and also, we're to keep the Sabbath holy. And that is something that uh, worship is very, very important to the Lord. And it's supposed to be a priority. Now, you'll notice in those four out of ten, they're directed toward God. Well, the Bible tells us we're to love the Lord our God with all of our strength, with everything that we are. But then remember Jesus said, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Have you ever noticed that right after the commandments here are pointed toward God, then they start pointing toward our neighbor, toward society, toward our fellow humans? Honor your father and your mo mother. Uh, do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not commit perjury, false witness. And then don't covet and envy uh, other people and covet what they have so you see those two things if you're going to walk in the way of the Lord that's a pretty good summation of it of how to live you honor God and you love people you honor God and you treat people right those are the ways of God now all you have to do is listen to uh, popular music and you'll see that not very many people are living like that all you have to do is watch television, watch sitcoms, watch the news, watch movies, those kind of things. And you'll see not very many people are attempting to even walk anywhere close to the uh, ways of the Lord. Well, God has put us here on earth as ambassadors for Christ to be blessed of him. And as God blesses us, what are we supposed to do? We are supposed to walk in the ways of the Lord, walk upstream, being different so that other people see us and they notice that we're different. We're not camouflaged. We're actually walking against them, 
countering them to some degree and uh, that can bring some persecution but it also can bring some opportunities as we are doing this people say why do you live that way why do you have hope in your life how is it that you handle the stresses and the problems of life and we can tell them because we are walking upstream we are distinct we are different secondly we are blessed of God that we might teach the world We are here to set an example, but we are also here to speak up about things that are right and about things that are wrong. Now, again, we've got to watch our heart. We've got to watch our attitude as we do this. This is not just simply about being right. This is not simply about proving that other people are wrong. This is not about anything like that at all. We can get prideful and we can get arrogant and God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So in humility, we understand that this gracious, wonderful God who is teaching us his ways, who has taken us and turned us to walk upstream, now he has given us a message. And we have advice that we can give people. We have counsel that we can give people. We have wisdom that we can give people in this world. I mean, let's stop and think about it. This world, this society, families and people's lives, they are broken. The media is broken. The government is broken. I mean, everything seems to be broken right now, except for the ways of God. And if you and I would be smart, we would walk in the ways of God, and then we would be willing in love and humility and grace and kindness to teach other people the ways of God. That's why the Bible says that your way may be known on earth. Heaven knows the ways of God. They live the ways of God. God's will is done in heaven without any resistance at all. That's why in the model prayer we're taught to pray that your will, that it might be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we really want. Well, how is that going to happen? Through people like you. People like me, as we live and as we walk in a way that's different, we don't just simply condemn other people. We show them there's a better way. It's a very positive thing. In fact, when you think about the Abrahamic covenant in Genesis chapter 12, it says, verse 1, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and from your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God says to Abraham, walk in a different way. Go upstream. And I'm going to bless you, And make you a great nation so that the blessings in your life touch all of the nations and the peoples of the earth. Isn't that good? And so when I think about praying for God to bless me, does it ever enter into my mind that God doesn't just bless me so that I can be blessed. He blesses me so that as a blessed person, I can bless other people. And he can use people like us to touch the world as we teach other people his ways. 
Genesis 22:18, it says, And in your offspring shall all the nations of earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. What if we thought that the obedience that we have is not just to protect us, even though it does. It's not just to prosper us, even though it will. It's not just to make our lives better, even though it will. It is actually done so that we might be able to testify of the Lord and of his ways and teach other people, particularly our own children, right? Don't ever think that God ordained for you to leave the education of your children up to anyone else. Teachers can help. Sunday school teachers can help. Youth workers can help. All of those people can help. But mom and dad, it's your job to teach. And it's your job to correct anything that they may say that is wrong. You've got that obligation. And so uh, what God said to Abraham, that needs to start in our own home, doesn't it? But it needs to go beyond that. We're blessed that we might bless others. And as we bless other people, God gives more blessings to us so that we can pass on more to others, so that he can bless us more, so that we pass on those blessings to others. And it's just this never-ending fountain of blessing that comes out of our lives, that comes through us to touch other people, and it goes on and on and on as we make his ways known. Walk upstream, teach other people his ways. And number three, God blesses us that we might honor the Lord. Notice that he says in the next verse, your salvation among all the nations, your salvation. Do we uh, sometimes get so comfortable with being saved that we forget that we were as lost as the worst person that lives on earth right now or the worst person that has ever lived throughout human history. We were just as bound for hell, just as unable to save ourselves as any of them. And we needed it, and we needed it desperately. And what did God do? The grace of God appeared to us. The Holy Spirit gave us faith to believe. And we were drawn, Hosea says, with cords of love unto him. And he redeemed us. And he blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, the Apostle Paul says. Why did he do that? So that we might make his salvation known. That's how we honor the Lord in this life. Now, here's the reason I say that. If you and I are blessed of God, if things seem to be going well and working well for us, and we have the joy of the Lord, you ask your neighbor, and you know what they're probably going to say? Why is it that, whatever your name is, uh, is, is blessed, and why are things going well? And they may say, because they're nice. Well, I hope as a Christian, I hope you're nice. Well, they're a good neighbor. Well, I hope you're a good neighbor. Well, it's because they go to church. Well, I hope you go to church. It's because they give. I hope you give. It's because they don't do, and they may name several things here, and they think that that's what makes you right with God. And that's where you and I need to tell them, no, that's not why we are right with God. We are right with God 
Because the greatest blessing God ever gave was to send his son to save sinners like you and like me. You see, we've got to testify of Christ and talk about the Lord's salvation because if all we do is live a good life in front of them, which again, I hope you do, but if that's all we do, they just kind of get to the idea that we're just Good people. We are uh, nice people, and that's why God blesses us. And we need to give them the message, no, we're sinners just like everyone else, and salvation is something that is of the Lord. And we need to make his salvation known among all the nations. That's why he blesses us, so that we can be witnesses for Christ. We don't want them thinking it's just because we live right, because it's not of works, lest any man should boast. Our boast is in the cross. Our boast is in Christ. So if we're living according to the ways of God, we need to be careful not to proclaim our own goodness. This is God's salvation. In Jonah chapter 2, verse 9, it uh, says, Salvation belongs to the Lord, and that certainly is true. In Psalm 3, verse 8, Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing be upon your people. Selah. Think about that. Psalm 51, 12. David said, Restore to me the joy of... And most people misquote this. They say, Oh, I need the joy of my salvation. I've lost the joy of my salvation. It's not what David said. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit because salvation is from start to finish. This is the doctrine of election. From start to finish, it is of the Lord and not of us or anything that we do. And we've got to proclaim that message as we are living and teaching the ways of God. We've got to also tell them about the salvation of God because all of us, including you and me, have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And number four, why should God bless us? That we might be active Active. This is not a passive thing. This is not where we just sit and wait and say, oh, God's sovereign. He'll do whatever he wants to do. This sovereign God wants to use you and has commanded you and has commissioned you to be active in this. He says, your salvation among all nations. What are you doing to get the word of God out? What are you doing to get the gospel out? What are you doing to get the gospel to people who have never heard it? Are you even thinking about that? Are you even praying about that? Do you have any participation in that in one way or another? Maybe you can't go, but you can give. Uh, William Carey said, not everybody can go down the well, but some can hold the rope. Well, are you even holding the rope for people that are involved in world missions? And world missions starts with our own family, doesn't it? Doesn't it? evangelizing our own lost children. It starts in our neighborhoods. It starts in our communities. It's, it's, well, my prayer is that God might use Graceway to touch our community, to touch the metro area, to touch our state, to touch our nation, and to touch the uttermost parts of the earth. You see, there's a great commandment, and it's in Deuteronomy 6, 5 and Leviticus 19, 18, but Jesus gave it to us in Mark 12, 29. 
Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Well, if Jesus said that, we ought to pay attention to it and we ought to be actively practicing those things. Loving God and loving Him more. None of us love God like He uh, prescribed there, do we? But yet we should be growing in that and growing in our love for God. And none of us really love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We may have our moments, but we don't do it very consistently because we tend to be inward and we tend to be selfish. And so we've got to grow in this and we've got to progress in this. It's called our sanctification. But there's also the Great Commission. And in Isaiah chapter 49, verse 6, Israel was to be a light to the nations, to the Gentiles, and they failed miserably at it. But I fear that a lot of Christians are failing in the New Testament version of that as well. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore on the basis of that and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Maybe that's like the ways of God, right? And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So here's a statement that I wrote down to summarize all of this. As you pray and ask God to bless you, think about this. God blesses us that we might live lives that are distinct, generously sharing his blessings, whatever they may be, with others. And in the name of Jesus, intentionally sharing the gospel and seeking the salvation of sinners at home and around the world. That ought to be a passion in our life. If not, would you pray, God bless me with the blessing of passion for the gospel and for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ in the nations of the world, beginning, of course, with our own. So I just conclude by saying this. Given that criteria, Psalm 67, verse 2, just that verse, are you a person who is blessable? May God grant that you and I would be so lined up with His heart, with His word, with His truth, with His purpose, that God would look down upon us And find us open vessels, a pipeline through which he might pour his blessings upon us. That they might go out and touch the world for Jesus Christ. May God forbid that we would ever become spiritual sponges. Just soaking it all up. Because you know what sponges have a tendency to do? Just like in your kitchen sink. Boy, they get nasty after a while. May God grant that we might be a funnel and a pipeline, and a conduit, so he can pour his blessings upon us, and they go out, and they touch other people for the glory of God. Are you blessable, and how do you intend to be a blessing to someone even this particular week? Father, as we close this time, we want to ask you to forgive us of our sin 
Because our sin of selfishness shows up as we beg for your blessings and we crave your blessings so that we might use them solely on ourselves. Now I know we can do that and I know we get to do that and I know whenever you bless us it does make our lives better. But oh Father may it never stop there. May we see your blessings flow through us. Sharing the gospel with other people. Our salvation is so wonderful, rich, and sweet. We ought to share it with other people. But may it also be that we share our joy. That we share our material possessions. That we share things like friendship. And share things like even our food for the glory of God. That we might share with other people the ways of God. As we live different lives that we might teach them your ways and we might proclaim to them your salvation and that we might see our lives somehow touch people all around the world that you might be glorified and honored in us. Change our perspective by changing our heart and thank you for what David wrote here in Psalm 67 too. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. May the Lord bless you. And thank you for taking this time to uh, watch this video. And I do pray that God blesses you and that you in turn might be a blessing to others and that we together might bless his holy name. Amen.